It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. So glad you could be with us today. It's uh, the streak is broken. We've got Lee Hubert here today. It is broken. And we always get sunshine because we say it's a beautiful day. Now, there's a good reason for that for folks that have been following the U.S. weather because we know we got a lot of folks around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurricane Irma uh, has hit, and uh, so we are fine. We're just getting, you know, some 15, 20 mile an hour winds and uh, a couple inches of rain. But we're, we got the, the leftover effects. But to our friends in uh, Florida and the Caribbean islands, uh, we're thinking about you as well as folks in Houston. Houston, and then, gosh, with uh, the earthquake mm-hmm. down in Mexico and the wildfires out west, it, there's a little bit of everything going on. We need to get these things, you know, we need the rain out west, you know. Mm-hmm. You need <laughs> to sync it up. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got colleagues down in Houston. I connected with them. They did great work down there. They pulled together as a team. I have family down in Pinellas in Tampa. Mm. They really dodged a bullet. Yeah. Well, it's going to take a while for Florida, so, you know, our thoughts are with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, hopefully we can provide a little distraction for you over the next hour. We're just walking sunshine ourselves. We're walking sunshine. Oh, Lord, it's going to be one of those days. So, if you don't know, I've got Lee Hubert here with me today. Lee is um, an executive coach, a facilitator. He works at uh, uh, Voltage Leadership Consulting, is a outstanding speaker. So, if you're in need this fall of some speaking engagements, someone to come rev up your team, think about Lee Hubert and uh, you can find them out on our website. So if you want to contact us during the show, reach out to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com or you can go to our website and learn all about Lee or Jennifer or myself at uh, VoltageLeadership.com and throughout the course of the week we post blogs, we post the uh, updates for uh, when this radio show, after it's recorded, uh, we put it out there so you can go back and listen to it again if you mm-hmm. want. Uh, you can also get some information about our book uh, From AHA to All In. So that's what John Hagmeyer and Jeff Smith wrote together. So. Which is a great book, by the way. I highly endorse it, especially Especially the end of the book, I won't steal the thunder, but there's a lot of leadership lessons and it's must reading. Well, fantastic. Thank you, Lee. So today, Lee and I are going to be talking about leadership behaviors that build employee trust. So this is a you know a really critical subject matter. I, I had a call this morning with a guy that's uh, called us up, uh, one of our listeners that wants to do some work with us. Mm-hmm. And... Um, if I had to summarize, this is it exactly. I was laughing because he was telling me about it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's one of my case studies that I just wrote down like mm-hmm. for our show today. And he's like, well, great. So, you know, we'll be heading out to the, the Midwest here uh, in about a month to go do some work out there. So, Lee, you know, as you think about leadership behaviors that build employee trust, you know, what was it about this topic that you said, oh, I really want our listeners to hear about this? It's universal. And, you know, like, you know, uh, a lot of different places where we, you know, uh, do our business practice. Trust is like oxygen. Everybody knows when it's there, and they really notice it when it's not. Um, I wrote a blog recently uh, making the analogies of the financial markets. Um, You think about the Dow composite or whatever index you like to follow. You know, the markets are efficient. They discount on future value, which means the price of whatever you're paying now is, is telling you they think there's some future earnings. There's some potential to do business there. Likewise, trust is the currency, ooh, the currency, the currency by which some of that business gets transacted. So if you think of uh, trust as that kind of currency, there's kind of a moving average 
of organizational sentiment, very similar to the way it is in the financial markets. So I think today we're going to dive into some practical tips and tools about, you know, behaviors that leaders can engage in that engender trust, maintain trust, and the positive things that accrue to that. So why should I care about trust? You know, it's kind of one of those ethereal kind of comments. It, it, everyone sort of says it's important, mm-hmm. you know, so, but people have a hard time really defining it and mm-hmm. being able to sort of want to really go work on it. It's a bit like culture. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that you work on and then the culture results. Mm-hmm. And trust is a bit the same way. You, you kind of, you know, <laughs> it's that old Supreme Court case about pornography. Yeah. You know it when you see it. Right, right. When there's a trusting team, you know it. When there's a low trust team, you kind of know it. Mm-hmm. Mm, but why is, why is that Well, tr- trust me, it should, you should be concerned about nah. it. <laughs> Just trust me on this. Yeah, thing. right. Well, like I say, if trust is the currency by which teams will transact business, relationships is the conduit. Mm. And trust that builds strategic relationships up, down, and sideways, you're going to be working through people to accomplish stated goals. And and as we get into some of the trust uh, busters and trust makers, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it has to do with behaviors, and choices people make about those behaviors. You can be, you know, jilted or, or wronged and somehow perceived or real, but does that really matter? Does that help preserve the relationship? So if you think of trust as the currency, the conduit uh, to getting business done are those relationships. Okay. So let's start with maybe what's a high trust team look like? You know, so let's just think of a good high-trusting team that you've worked with and yeah. give us some descriptions of well, what, what do you see there. Let's talk about some of those behaviors. And, you know, this is probably an area where if people want to jot some of these down, these are some of the big ones. It's not an, an exhaustive list. But, you know, the, the first thing I'm going to talk about is the trust equation mm. and how that re- relates to some of the behaviors. Let me get that pin going here. All right, go ahead. Trust equation. Please do. We're, we're big on equations here. Yeah, I've noticed lately we have been. That's right. So envision this. Here's, a, here's an equation. On the top half of the line, there's credibility plus reliability plus intimacy, Ooh, or CRI as I call it. What that means is those things need to increase. Uh, Below the denominator line is something called Mm self-orientation, and that needs to decrease. I know some of the work that you've been doing, Jeff, with Arbinger Institute and others about outward mindset, those kinds of things. Similar thought to this. The more it's almost in inverse proportion, the more you can decrease your self-orientation and focus on increasing credibility, reliability, and intimacy, in other words, outward focus, the trust behaviors tend to go up. So that's the formula that you plug these behaviors into. So that's some of the behaviors. The first thing is just plain old honesty, Um, telling people the truth, uh, spending time with those people who are your stars and rising stars in getting things done. Not everybody gets a participation trophy. <laughs> well, I take that back. Some places they do. Yes, they do. Okay. Uh, we, we work with a few. Yes. Okay. So, you know, you get a participation. It's nice. It's kind of like kissing your sister. Okay. It's nice. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's nice, but, but the reality of that is 
you know, do you have people with different uh, uh, degrees of talent and achievement, accomplishment? So it's good, and that's just not good or bad. It just is. Yeah. So the first thing is just be transparent, be telling the truth about who is who is where they are. Um, well, I think those are different things. So I just want to stop for okay. just a second. You said honesty. And then there's transparency, mm-hmm. right? And so I think those are different. I think honest is really being, you know, it almost matches up with reliability. It's, uh, you know, kind of living to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Transparency to me is, you know, uh, being able to show as much as possible, right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked a little bit about, like, you know, sometimes when you're a rework, you know, mm-hmm. how transparent can you be? But the more transparent that we can be, the better trust will become, right? And, you know, I've got some organizations that I see they're pretty honest, mm-hmm. you know, and they're good at sort of like telling you exactly what they're supposed to tell you, mm-hmm. but they're not particularly transparent, mm-hmm. right? Where it's kind of like they tend to hold back the bad news, you know, yes. and so it's not transparent. But when they do talk to you, they're honest about what they're willing to share, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that if you can be honest and really transparent, you know. To the extent you can, sure. Right, sure. There's certainly, we've got a couple clients that are thinking about getting bought or merged with. Right. That's one of those hard times. Right. But if you've built up some honesty with your credibility, they'll let you not be fully transparent. But the goal should be as transparent as possible. Interesting to tie on to the thought you mentioned about people maybe wanting to not, you know, dish up the bad news. Right. It's never a pleasant thing. Mm-hmm. People, you know, usually the big monster doesn't show up. But, you know, one of the next behavioral tips I wanted to link that to is talking about, uh, you know, behaviors that help build employee trust is communicating roles, responsibility, just being very clear and direct. Be, I know, being honorable, unselfish, and generous, and direct. We'll call it hug D. Hug, it's hug D. So it's well, hug D. You know, that's interesting because I, I, um, I just want to pull out. This is again from uh, Radical Candor, Kim Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's got this two by two matrix of do you care personally about somebody mm-hmm. and do you challenge them director, directly? And so radical candor is when you care about somebody, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean they're your best friend, but you want them to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if they've got the the example, of course, is if they've got spinach in their teeth, you tell them. (laughs) But you don't don't announce it to the whole world that they got spinach in their teeth, right? You're, oh, you can. Yeah, well, that they call thing. that obnoxious aggression. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so that's where you don't actually care that personally, but you challenge directly. There right? you go. So what I want folks to be really thinking about is on this measure of, do you care about the person? Like mm-hmm. you want you want their well-being to, to mm-hmm. be good. You want them to su- succeed. That doesn't mean French friendly and they're mm-hmm. the best friends. But you care that they're successful. Mm-hmm. A little bit of that outward mindset you talked about. And then challenge them directly. So being honest, direct, and blunt, mm-hmm. right? But that doesn't mean that you don't take into account their feelings, you know. But it is you care about them and you're very honest and direct. There's something to that. I mean, there are times when, as you know, when we do uh, conflict resolution sessions, either training or, or behind the manager's closed door with, with clients, it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. There's you know, people squirm in their chairs. Sometimes the discussion becomes quite energized and needs to be reeled in, and which which is our role as the facilitator to do that. And actually, when that happens, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Oh, yeah. Because we're getting past some of the things you're talking about. People tend to chicken out and not have those discussions. So how can you do it in a cordial and professional and, you know, uh, courteous, respectful way? Right. And it's a sign of great respect. I make that point. I said, look, your leadership could just as easily say, you know what, I don't want to have to go through any of the, quote, discomfort yeah. and just not have this and, you know, whoever disappears off the roster, right, as opposed to look, 
you know, I really am trying to get through for all the right reasons, for all the things you're talking about in Radical Candor. You got one more uh, behavior before we head to break here. Yeah, yeah, heading for the break. Trust me, there's just one more. There's a break coming up. Um, We're going to talk about creating a culture that values relationships. Because early, remember, I talked about relationships being the currency in which business is transacted in. Actually, trust is the currency. Relationships are the conduit. Mm. So if trust is the currency, el dinero, okay, we're going to have to transact some business here. The relationships are the conduit. And think about it. You really can't have one without the other, okay? I can, I trust everybody, but I have a relationship with everybody. Or I get a relationship with everybody, but don't trust them as far as I can throw them. Not, <laughs> not much is going to happen. Right. So they both go hand in hand. Sure. Well, I think that's a, uh, we'll continue to sort of build that out as we go forward throughout the show. Um, I do think that it's interesting how often uh, when we go into a place where there's low trust, mm-hmm. there's also low amount of relationships, if you just yeah. sort of mark that down. Yeah. So, what, you know, Lee is going to be here the whole show today. Mm-hmm. So we will uh, continue to build out the behaviors and help you get some ideas on tips and tools on how to create a trust culture. So we'll be back after two minutes. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. I am here today with Lee Hebert. Lee and I will be doing the show together all the whole time. 
Um, so Very trusting show today, by Trusting, we are, yes, we know. Um, you know, just a nice shout out to A-Rod, who's our uh, uh, sound and production engineer and behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. He had a good question during the break. Mm-hmm. He said, what if you struggle to trust people? You know, and, uh, you know, that made us laugh. Um, Beth, who I'm, you know, happily married to for 21 years, she is. She's one that... You have to prove yourself a couple times mm-hmm. before she fully trusts. Uh, I'm probably a little more on the overly optimistic, occasionally naive, where mm-hmm. I give trust away really fast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a trust break with me, one time is probably okay. Twice, then I get a little antsy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And so it causes some challenges. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I think that one of the things I'd have you know then as, as a leader is we really have to think about all the different people on our team and, you know, just uh, as Lee and I were talking about, you know, just trust me. That's probably not going to work for a strong supporter or calculator. I'm envisioning the the picture of Liar Liar with Jim Carrey going, trust me. Right. Versus, you know, someone like me, I'm like, I'm probably willing to trust as long as you produce. I'll keep trusting you. Mm -hmm. But for folks like Beth and some of the, you know, scientists and some of our more data-driven type professions, you know, you need to think about it. now that what they're going to trust is data. They're going to trust when you've proven yourself three, four times. Mm-hmm. So as you're thinking about as leaders listen to this, we'll be moving into trust builders and breakers in a moment is you, you really do need to think about the person mm-hmm. that you're trying to lead and how do you connect on the trust level? Awesome. What's what's their default trust mm-hmm. position? Or like we said at the outset of today's vocast, you know, what's the the sentiment, the, the organizational uh, moving sentiment, the average you know, in for your team, for your org, for individuals, right? It's analogous to DISC and other measures we use as well. Yeah. So let's just recap. Uh, there's some behaviors that we want to, to help raise your trust uh, in the organization, yeah. right? One is tell the truth. Yep, that, that seems self-explanatory. Let's go for it, right? Mm-hmm. Communicate roles and responsibilities. We kind of blew past that one. I don't want to go too fast. That's critical. And I'm amazed how often we get it wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And so slow down. Or they don't do it. Yeah, slow down. And even if you, you don't need a full-blown job description, that's not what I mean. Because some of you guys are moving so fast, there mm-hmm. isn't time for job descriptions. Or you're only going to be in assignment for six weeks. Mm-hmm. But what is critical is, what are the key roles and responsibilities? Help me with prioritization. Mm-hmm. And know what matters. So mm-hmm. take that time. Next, create a workplace that values relationships, not one that's all just task. Mm-hmm. It's got to be balanced with that relationship. We need both. We need task, mm-hmm. but we also have to invest in relationships. And what we found right before break was a lot of low trust environments might be high on task, but low on that relationship quotient. Mm-hmm. Okay. It happens a lot. People, I mean, there's a lot, there's some real old stuff about this, about concern for task and concern for people that's been out there in management theory for a real long time, but it's nevertheless valid. If you're all concerned for task you know it's binary and you'll get a thing or two done and you may achieve some results your turnover is probably going to be pretty high unless people on your team aren't marketable which you get a bunch of also rans if you're concerned with only the altruism of people you're probably going to go broke because you got because right. you're not a charity right, right. so there is a, a, a good balance between concern for task and concern for people all right, so uh, we're a little better than Bon Jovi. We're, whoa, whoa, yeah. more than halfway oh, there. Oh, whoa, whoa. All right, hey, hey, Rod, okay. Huh? He's, leaving. Buddy. <laughs> He's leaving the building. No, no. So Lee's got uh, two more behaviors uh, to go for. So uh, <laughs> since we're more than halfway there, bring it home for us. We are more than halfway there. And also on the list of behaviors that help build employee trust, 
let's talk about being fair and being open. And we talked earlier about to the extent you can be transparent. Mm -hmm. Now, let's pause and let this sink in for a second. What this means is that there's no hidden agendas, no favoritism, or even perceived favoritism. Because it, it is in the eye of the beholder, and sometimes that's not accurate. So you need to nip that stuff in the bud. There is a social contract of transparency. So it's based on what people say but more on what people do. My door is always open. Mm. And when you try to walk through that door, clunk, you bash your head into the invisible force field, right? Or you'll get the look, the look that says, my door is is always open, but not for you and don't bother me. It's almost like a parental kind of thing. We were talking, I was talking on a previous show with Mark Greenwald and uh, we were going just that point, how many people say the door is open. But what's interesting is how much feedback do they actually get? So being open doesn't mean that you're actually open, right? It means it's a, right, exactly. So door being open, good for you. Now go out and actually seek the feedback. Being open and being fair also means you don't have to treat everyone the exact same. So some people get hung up on that, right? So fair, I'll just give you an example, is, hey, Lee's a star performer. I'm going to invest extra time with Lee mm-hmm. to help him be great at what he's in. Mm-hmm. If you're just a, you know, average performer, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still going to give you time. I'm still going to give you energy, mm-hmm. but I'm probably going to give extra time to Lee because he's got harder projects. Mm-hmm. I'm investing in his future and all that. That's still fair, right? Mm-hmm. I'm giving feedback to both. I'm giving opportunities to both. Mm-hmm. But the folks that are willing and able, you know, and they're open to feedback, mm-hmm. that's still fair and open. So sometimes people think of you know equal time as fair. That's not what we mean here. This wow, is you are on fire. That's I'm on fire. Awesome. Truly, I'm on fire. Truly, it's a spring That's awesome. So remember, we said, uh, you know, trust is the currency. Relationships are the conduit. So everything you just said, and there's another one that basically says modeling the behavior that you want to have happen. Easy to say. Yeah. Harder to do. I remember if we're using the analogy of the financial markets, what's your organizational sentiment? Your your organizational moving average? Is that sentiment stagnant? Is it flat? Um, is it just plain at variance with what reality is? Uh, can you say Arthur Anderson? Okay, sure. here's here's what's being reported. Here's what's being understood. What's the reality? So you know if you want to engender. Uh, these kind of behaviors, model those behaviors yourself. Well, what does that mean? It means when you manage up, you know, be trustworthy. You're a Boy Scout, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, reverent, trustworthy. That's all good. Whatever he said, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That's all fair. I'm quick today. So the, but manage up well, manage laterally, and manage down. And, you know, lose the pretense. Um, I'm going to mention one other one that, you know, was it maybe on our list, but I think it's an important one. And we refer to that as focusing on being effective. Mm. Use this with great effect all over the place in healthcare verticals I've been in and others. So, you know, we're going to get into talking about trust builders and breakers as the show unfolds. But let's talk about a situation sometimes where maybe that trust, you know, is broken or, you know, maybe it's on the verge or just something just doesn't feel right. Um, so how do you maintain the relationship? If trust is the currency, Ooh, somebody just blew through a bunch of capital here. I don't know how much they got left in, in the can in the bank. So, but, the, but don't turn off the channel. If you turn off the channel, you're done. Everything stops. And that's usually when bad things happen. People either get removed or quit or that kind of thing. So focus on, on being effective means uh, just like it says, maintain the channel. Somebody can be wrong. Somebody may have been wrong. Okay, 
what does that mean? Does it, you know, you, is your reaction going to make you any more effective? Not really. Uh, so just so you know, Lee's, uh, I'm looking at right now, we've got the blog here, so that'll be up in a couple of weeks. And apparently he's going to sing some country songs. Someone did someone wrong. Yeah! Song. So I'm on fire today. That's all I've got to say. That's um, it. That's I it. will say on the role modeling um that's a high standard. It is. And it's hard. So please know that uh, it could, it, it, Lee and I are here to kind of share the best selves, right? But that doesn't mean we get this right either all the time. And the role modeling, though, what's important there is what behaviors matter and do you have folks that are giving you feedback and mm-hmm. holding you accountable? And so, you know, I'll just give an example of, you know, I've got a, uh, one of my clients I'm thinking of right now, you know, really talks about that sort of open door and really is a good developer of people and all that. The challenge, though, is he gets so busy, it's almost impossible to get on his calendar. Right. And so people love working with him. Right. You know, and when they get his attention, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then he's not reliable because he's not able to meet with them. Mm-hmm. And so if they do that, he holds them accountable. Right. But then when he blows off four straight one-on-ones, Hello. it's okay. No, it's not okay. Right. And You're so really this is, is, so people are having a hard time because they really love the person. Right, right. But they're starting to not trust anymore because it's like, well, it's great, but it's kind of like, you know, a shiny bright object. When I get them, it's fantastic. But in the meantime, I don't really trust that I can go to them, talk about my career, get reliable decision making, be a thinking partner. Mm-hmm. And so it's really starting to stress this organization. Let me add on to that. Remember, the, remember the trust equation, the CRI in the top and then, you know, the divisor and then on the bottom, self-orientation. Mm-hmm. Let's just for the sake of argument, say we got three variables on the top. We give those a two. So that's a six. And if I put a one on the bottom for self-orientation, that's a total of six. Um, in this case, the lower the number, the better. Mm. So we want to decrease self-orientation. So I suspect in the scenario you just talked about, if the leader had decreased that self-orientation and that bottom number would be, let's say, a two, their overall trust equation score would be a three. The lower the number, the better, closer right. to one, one to one. Yeah. So instead of being six times removed, maybe he's three times removed, which is 100% improvement. Right. Uh, But that's very tough if you've ever had that experience where you want to do a good job and, you you know, we talk about onboarding people too. I mean, I need, there's something too that need to be validated, need to be, at some base level need to be communicated with. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, we've got about two minutes till break. So let's do trust breakers and trust builders on the, on the backside of the break. Okay. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I will say that I've noticed is that the folks that get this right, um, they have mistakes. Mm-hmm. So don't think that you, you don't have mistakes, but what they're good at is they own it quickly mm-hmm. and they say, I overstepped or, you know, I wasn't my best self today. Right. You know, or they come back and say, you know, I noticed that I'm the one that I haven't been talking very good about my talking very well about my peers or this project. Mm-hmm. And I own that. Mm-hmm. And that's not acceptable behavior. Right. You know, so I think one of the things that I'd really want you to uh, as we move towards that is what can I do? One of it's it's OK. You're going to make mistakes, but people will trust you if you're that transparent and say, hey, I got this wrong. This was on me, mm-hmm. you know? And so I would encourage, I see lots of leaders that kind of hope that it will go away. <laughs> you know, and I'm often, you know, uh, with folks that are like, well, by Friday, hopefully it'll be better. And I'm like, it's Tuesday. It's not going to be better by Friday because you yeah. made the mistake. Lots of people are talking about it. Right. You know, your team meetings not till Friday. No, you got to round them up now. You Maybe gotta everybody go, you gotta will forget that I don't have integrity by Friday. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Well, that's a yeah. That's that's another good role modeling. Uh, quick story that I'll, that I'll share in this spot. Um, it matters. 
Um, what you say matters. So it I, matters. Yeah, one of my organizations I worked with, um, they said integrity was one of their core values, mm-hmm. and the CEO parked in the handicap spot every day. Oh, you know, so guy could do a lot of right things, say a lot of right things, right? But then it, that simple action, and everyone talked about it in the organization. When I walked in, it was one of the first things I was told before I even went in there. Unless he I comes that, walking up like with a gimp or a cane or something. No, he's he's my age. Walks like but walks as well as I do. Oh, you my. know. Um, I'm through, you know, knee surgery and all that. So oh, I'm, yeah. ru- I'm running. I'm in oh, good yeah. shape, you know. So no, he walks like I do. So, uh, so Lee, you know, we're having a great time here. Interesting stuff. When we come back from the break, let's really start to dig into this trust breakers, trust builders, so that mm-hmm. people can get some ideas on on how they grow and develop themselves. Thanks again for being with us so far today, and we'll be back in two minutes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Aliens with Gas, we are the Extraterrestrial Rock Show, airing every Saturday afternoon on the VoiceAmerica.com Variety Channel. <laughs> Whatever happens out and about, it kind of dictates our conversation. For sure. And we like to tie in a little bit of the past and obviously keep it real current. And real current was a couple nights ago right here in Phoenix, a phenomenon happened. On Thursday night. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. Do, do. All right, never mind. <laughs> That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. So glad you could be with us today. We are here with Lee Hubert. Yes, and sir. We're in a great conversation around leadership behaviors that build employee trust. And so, um, you know, as I teased right before the break there, let's dig into it. So I'm, I'm interested. I agree that trust is important. I'm a leader in an organization. I, you know, I see that we're, we're not where I want to be on trust. How do I go about getting better at this building trust? So, Lee. Well, you mentioned a couple of things before the break, Jeff. Very interesting. Um, 
what is what is your default trust position, quote mm-hmm. unquote? What mm-hmm. are the people on your team? Mm-hmm. Not everybody starts the same. Some people are more trusting. Yeah. Others are more show me. Sure. Not everybody's from Missouri. Show me state. That, and that's fine. Um, but you know, some of the things that we'll talk about trust. Uh, breakers first, we're going to the trust builders. Okay. Earlier, I, I alluded to something called focusing on being effective, F-O-B-E. Mm-hmm. And I'll relate an experience story. I had a colleague, for whatever reason, um, I was walking down the hall, and individual asked me, how are things? And of all the people in my role, up, all this kind of thing. And I said, well, it's not perfect. We've got challenges, but we've got momentum. Things are going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Somehow that was communicated to one of the people on my team that your boss says you are not doing your job. <laughs> To which I said, oh, shut the front door. you got to be kidding me. And and all of that resulted, right? So I thought, you, you good God, what would uh, possess somebody in a leadership capacity to do that? Right. So I'm, you know, walking my own talk here, right? So I was righteously indignant, and in my tempest in a teapot in the theater of the mind, I could reconvict this individual over and over. He, I was wrong, or I was wrong, he was wrong, all that kind of thing. But you know what? After a while, does it matter? Sure. Remember we said at the outset, if trust is the currency, the relationships are the conduit. I've got that precipice decision box. Am I going to keep the relationship channel open? And the answer was yes. So focusing on being effective meant I'm choosing by my own behavior to go above and beyond and out of my way. So I went and found this individual, made eye contact, which is a big deal, because after these awkward things, it's kind of sure. like, okay, if you had a fight with somebody or something, what do you do to kiss and make up, right? I was like, never mind. What do you do to make up? So you know, I pulled him aside and said, look, you know, it's real important that you and I work together for all the right reasons because we're focused on this. Yeah. And this other stuff, I just want you to know, it doesn't really matter to me. Let's let's just, you know, and I complimented what what his function was. I said, you know what? Before you got here, you've elevated things and you're seen as a leader here. So let's let's just take it to the next level. And he responded to that. Or if he didn't do that, it takes some energy to do that. Well, it could have just festered around for a long time. Yeah, and the interesting part, uh, let's get to your trust breakers, yeah. is often after a break like that, mm-hmm. you can end up with a stronger relationship because you were honest and you got through it. You know, let's not go create breaks, but, right. you know, but if you lean into it, right. often people are like, hey, they weren't right, but, you know, they'll have you back because they trusted you now because you were honest and transparent with them. Absolutely. Right? You owned it. Yeah. By the way you said it. Well, here we're talking about things that might be trust breakers. And there's a list. I'll, I'll rifle some of these, and we've got some things to talk to before we get to the next break. Um, keep your promises. If you break promises, you know, show up. If you've got a deliverable, deliver it. If you're supposed to be someplace, be there. Say you're going to do something, don't do it. How many times do you cry wolf before people just don't trust you anymore? Right. You can say it doesn't work. Another thing is if you're acting uh, only in your own self-serving interest, is it all about you? Now, in an earlier show, remember, we talked, the world does not revolve around you. Sure. Sometimes it might, or you think it does. It doesn't. I have three teenagers in my house. I'm clearly aware that it does not revolve around me. <laughs> Another trust breaker is if the person acts inconsistently. You mentioned this you know, before the break. Are your actions consistent? Mm-hmm. Are they predictable? Are they stable? Are they applied capriciously? Is this, are the standards, we'll talk about the elements of trust exercise in a bit, but are the standards applied evenly? Mm-hmm. So if you're inconsistent, you have up to be a trust breaker. And you mentioned this also, too. Are you avoiding 
things that matter, avoiding issues. Mm-hmm. Very easy to not go there because things are uncomfortable. Sure. And it happens all the time. You know, it's, uh, people want to just avoid it, hoping it's going to go away. And you and you, you pay more on the back end than you should have. Um, and then start people start making assumptions, or I'll label this noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear a good job. Okay, that's good. How would you know? You've never communicated with me. Or, you know, I hear things are kind of difficult. Okay, well, gee, how kind of you to share your share. You'd like to know what I think and maybe how ways you can help alleviate some of that difficulty. So make it on facts. Don't make it on hearsay. Sure. Unfortunately, that happens all too much. And the final thing I'll mention for trusters is really don't doubt others. For a reason, they got a burden, they've got intelligence, they've got responsibilities, and they generally want to do a good job. Too many people hire that while they drill on it, but don't do good, good things, uh, avoid issues. Yeah, I think this is important as a leader is that um, another trust breaker is when you sort of nod your head and you're what we call earlier from an earlier show a rescuer, mm-hmm. and, and you take everything onto your plate, mm-hmm. but then you don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And come and I say, gosh, this other department's really frustrating to work with. We don't mm-hmm. have enough resources, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you nod. You may feel better. Right. And you do that three times, but you do nothing with it. Yeah. That's a huge trust breaker. Right. So it's one of those, like, you know, kind of like candy. You know, it tastes good for a moment. Yeah. But too much candy, and then, you know, you got to go work out and do other things, right? Yep. And so don't be that person. Yeah. You know, if folks are coming with issues, right. it's your job to say, what's the next step? That doesn't mean you have to take it on. Right, right. You can be coaching the person up and saying, hey, I've listened. I've heard. You know, what are you going to do? Here's what I recommend. You know, you can have that kind of conversation. But far too often I see leaders sort of be nice and listen mm-hmm. and then do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's a huge stress breaker. So don't, you know, I actually rather you not listen, truthfully. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if you if you have no intent of doing it, right. I'd almost rather you not listen. Right. That being said, mm-hmm. I think let's move to trust builders. Sure. One of the best trust builders is deeply listen. You know, be really curious Listen deeply and don't listen with, you know, tapping on the uh, computer, doing an email. No. That's not listening. No, you know? it's really not. It's yeah. not active listening. That's, that's, that's sure. multitasking at desk. Yeah. You know? So what else you got for trust builders? Well, when we're talking about trust builders, the opposite of trust breakers, as Jeff just talked about, is being present, listening. What does that mean? And it does mean not looking at your uh, uh, smartphone. It does mean not looking at your health device. You're supposed to walk 3,000 more steps a day, whatever. It means limiting the distractions. Hmm. This is where the rubber meets the road. It's very, very tough, very hard. And you mentioned breakers a second ago. It's almost worse if if a leader is commiserating. Right. Just stop. You know, understand that you're in a different space, okay? Talk about a trust breaker. So now that leader has to go to the next level up, presumably to find some solutions, but they're seen as kind of this cabal at that point. Right. And the upper management is probably not going to be in a very trusting mood. Well, I think that's a good point, too. It's a, um, I'll let Lee kind of catch his breath for a second. It's, um, it's communicate up, bad news goes up, not down. Mm-hmm. And so if folks are on your team and they're frustrated and they're saying, I can't believe what the other department did. It is so tempting to get in there and do that. Look, mm-hmm. I've done it. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it. I got mm-hmm. called out. I'll never forget. Gibbs Jones called me out on it. Good job by Gibbs. Mm-hmm. And after that, I can't say I was perfect, but I don't remember doing it again. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, hindsight may say that I actually did it again, but I don't right. remember that because I realized he was right. Mm-hmm. I was down talking about senior management or another department 
And that just wasn't what I needed to be doing. It was a great lesson. I'm glad I learned at 24 and relatively low in the organization Mm -hmm. before I got higher in the organization. But for the folks that are listening, I've got clients who do this. I've got coaching people do it. I'm like, stop. Like Mm -hmm. that is not serving you. Come talk to your coaching session or, yeah, but take it up, you know, challenge up. So, you know, that's really critical. And I see that when, you know, it feels like you're actually building trust because people kind of like it. You're really not because what's going to happen is that, after a while, people say, well, if you want to talk about that, mm-hmm. what are you saying about me? And you're in the leader chair. And you're in the leader chair. And so that's what happened. It got back to Gibbs. Mm-hmm. That I hadn't come to him with some direct feedback. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing was I was actually right, but that didn't mean that I'd done the right thing. So in other words, it didn't make you any more effective. No, not at all. So what you're saying is I'm not perfect, but parts of me are excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully excellent. Maybe, maybe not perfect. Flawless. My buddy Stevie in Wisconsin would say, I've, how are you? He says, I'm flawless. Flawless. I'm flawless today. What are some other trust breakers Tru- you got? Builders. Tru- tru- the trust builders. Um, we mentioned about fostering uh, open and honest communication, honest to the extent that you can and should be, then being reliable and consistent, because you mentioned inconsistency is an anathema mm-hmm. to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, another very good trust builder is Treating people with respect, you would think that's a foregone conclusion, but in my mind, as the cultural landscape has shifted over the years, go back 10, 20, even longer years, look at the thing, the, the social contract in the workplace is different now. That's right. Go back 20 years and what used to be acceptable managerial behavior or leadership, not even close no. today, and really depends on where you are. That's too. right. Um, another really excellent trust builder is showing confidence in others. You do a particularly good mm-hmm. job of this. Thank you. If you show confidence in people, especially, I mean, this is what Dale Carnegie used to call giving the dog a good name mm-hmm. for all of you Dale Carnegie fans. Somebody made a mistake, or I see John Hagmeyer's head out there radio and nodding, right? Okay, somebody made a mistake. Is it an egregious mistake? Okay, you can talk about that, but am I going to chop their head off and roll it down the hall? You're done. A lot of people are afraid of that mistake. Therefore, you never get their best. Now, do I want you to keep making the same mistake? No, obviously not. But the point is, when people say, and Dale Carnegie will say, I have every confidence that Lee... Uh, Lee, you ran too long during a conversation we had, but I have every confidence that after you see what you did, this is tongue-in-cheek, guys, so you understand <laughs> that uh, that yeah, you're, you're not going to do that the next time, as far as you can tell, right? Okay. So there's something to that. So And that's contagious when people feel that you are confident in, in, their, in their talents and abilities. I've got a couple more just before we go to break. You know, we, we hit on it. Uh, listen, involve the other person. Right, you know, whoever it is, the team, the the individuals, um, don't feel like you have to have all the solutions. In- involving is a great trust builder. Mm-hmm. Um, again, don't talk bad about others. Uh, do what you said, and you know what you said you're going to do. Go do it. Take care of problems. Be interested. Be really curious about what's going on. Um, and give others a sense of freedom. You know, don't feel like it has to be your way. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a great trust builder is giving folks that freedom so that they can grow and they can be able to do their best work. Too often, though, it just what ends up happening is that leaders get uh, stressed and they are going so fast. Yes. Do it my way. And, you know, gosh, I'm guilty of that occasionally, too. You yes. know, but that's not a trust builder. It's not always a trust breaker, but it's certainly not an engagement builder for sure. Yeah, I like that. And because it, it isn't. I, I like what, you know, John Hagmeyer's team was talking about when things are rough like that. Be honorable, be unselfish, and be generous. Mm. Because if the roles were reversed, how would you react? Yeah, exactly. These are high standards. We got it, right? But the simple thing is that 
get started. We'll, we'll do an exercise afterwards. But if you can do things like listen, involve others, fostering that open communication, be reliable and consistent in what you say you're going to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, treating others with respect and fairness and then showing that confidence in others, involving them. Holy cow, mm-hmm. you're off to a really great start. If you're the sort kind of leader who really hasn't had the chance to do this because you've been flying under the radar or what you think you've been doing has been sufficient so far, there's a big opportunity here for you. Absolutely. Great. When we come back in two minutes, we'll wrap up the show with some tips and tools and an idea for an exercise for you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us today. So, Lee Hewitt's been here the whole time. So, yes, we're going to wrap up the show here around leadership behaviors that build employee trust. So, Lee, I know we've got an exercise that we use at Voltage pretty often called mm-hmm. the uh, Elements of Trust Exercise. Maybe just give us a uh, you know a brief run through, um, and if folks are more interested in it, just you know find Lee at Lee at uh, VoltageLeadershipConsulting.com or Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com, and we'll, we'll give you a better detailed description of this. But in the meantime, Lee, tell us about Excellent. it. Excellent. Well, the exercise is the element the elements of trust it's somewhat analogous to the elements of a, a chemical table for you high school fans uh, chemistry fans what is Avogadro's number don't care moles in a molecule don't care but here's the elements of trust and there's six of them and what we want people to do is 
you should rate me, mm-hmm. and I want somebody you know, to, to know how I would rate you. Mm-hmm. So it's reciprocal. So here are the elements of trust. The first one is sincerity, meaning that being genuine in your actions and your intentions. You mentioned it earlier, um, doing what you say. Um, also, um, I'd also say on sincerity is that that's not being nice. That's, you know, that's having sort of your, what you say and your actions match, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, there's reliability. We'll talk about a little bit, but sometimes sincerity gets uh, confused with nice. And that's not what we mean here. It's, hey, same what you said you're going to do, you mm-hmm. do. And, you know, it, it matches up and not being uh, growing up in the South. Sometimes we'll say things like, bless your heart. <laughs> that's not being sincere. Bless your little heart. Yes, that's not being sincere. Right. Well, sincerity. And the second one, it is reliability, meaning keeping your promises and commitments. You got a deliverable, do it. You're going to do something, do it. You, you promise something, keep your promises. Mm-hmm. Third thing is a variable is time, honoring your time commitments. How many times does it take somebody to blow an appointment, a deadline, a missed something before you say, I, I just don't trust you anymore. Mm-hmm. You say you're going to be, this is out of the movie, Liar, Liar. That's ironclad, buddy. I'm going to be there for your birthday party, right? And it's like, no, I just, sorry, I don't trust you. The fourth one is standards. And that means holding uh, and meeting clear standards for performance. And that means that, as I alluded to earlier before the break, not applying standards capriciously and mm-hmm. arbitrarily. Is there one standard for this person and another standard for that person? Okay, explain that to me. Sure. Because unless there's some extenuating circumstances that might even validate that, I'm probably not hearing it. No. Um, I think there's favoritism going on, right? right? Which is a tr- guaranteed trust breaker. Right. Um, the fifth of six is competence. Um having the experience and knowledge and skill set to do what you're committing to doing, meaning don't pass yourself off as something that you're not. Right. You can do that for a season, but then it's going to catch up to you. That's right. And uh, everybody's had that experience. I've seen it in healthcare, uh, crazy things. And the sixth and final one is involvement. Have uh, an attitude uh, of being attuned to concerns of people and relating to people, not just in a work level but at a people level, compassionate level, we said concern for task and concern for people. Yeah, and so the way we do this exercise is that we ask people to sort of rate themselves on a one to six, um, which one's most important. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't a first-time exercise. This is when you get your team established. Early on, though, it wouldn't be bad for you as a leader to say, hey, I'm open. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Why don't mm-hmm. you give me feedback on how do you think I do on these kind of things? Mm-hmm. This leader I alluded to earlier, you know, I think is actually um, uh, sincere, but people doubt it now because, you know, it sounds like he says what people want to have done. Mm-hmm. Time commitments, it consistently gets missed. Mm-hmm. And so if those things matter, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter that he's competent, that he involves right. you, right? You know, and that, that he actually has a standard that he measures. Those don't matter because these other things matter to other people. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to understand what matters to people. So it's a really good exercise. Again, don't do it the first time you have a team meeting, you know, and you're, you've got a trust break going on. This is after you've reestablished some, hey, we're going to work on the team. This is a great exercise to do, though. I've seen it really be effective. That is really a great point in, in- what matters to people that's right. of these six variables what matters to you most right so they're weighted so to speak yeah so if to your point if if you've got if you're competent in these other areas but i can't get on your calendar yeah hey the word on the street is you're a great you know uh, department or leader to work for that's awesome 
I don't see it because I can't get your attention. And it really depends on, I mean, we said at the outset of today's vocast, you know, what is my default? You know, do you have, uh, am I more like Beth? You're going to have to show me. Yeah. Or maybe I'm I'm more trusting or, you know, don't need that much. And, and you're awesome, right? Really? Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you are awesome. But, the, <laughs> but it really does depend on what your, what your default is. Yeah. So, Lee, any uh, tools and tips here that we want to leave our listeners with for today? Well, you know, one of the things as we wrap today is focus on being effective. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to throw out another one we've used in other shows. And this is an acronym for W-I-N, WIN. Mm -hmm. stands for what's important now. So, to your point, if you're the busy leader who's got, you know, sensory overload, now, remember, people coming to your door, if they're coming with somebody that's being escalated, yeah, of course, that's important. But there may be things that are really strategic in nature. Remember that trust is the currency and relationships are the conduit. And if you turn off those conduits enough times, watch what happens. It's not a good thing. So I may be the sort of individual whose default is turn me off once or twice three times, three strikes, don't know. Or it might be the person that says, you do it once, okay, the relationship's broken, right? So understand the relationship between trust uh, being the currency and relationships being the conduit. And then really do focus on being effective and then focus on what's important now. Get your mind here. And to the extent that you can, you will be engaging in great trust building behaviors. I appreciate it. so a couple of resources for me. Speed of Trust by um, Covey is really good to, mm-hmm. get, to, to touch on this. Um, Wisdom of Teams by Katzen, Katzenbach and Smith. It helps and you. Smith? Yeah, exactly. I was wish it was me. Okay. Uh, and then um, I'm actually going to a call right after the show. Outward yeah. Mindset by the Arbinger Group. So I'm jumping on a call right after the show by the Arbinger Group. Outward Mindset talks a lot about how do you get in that other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. And when you're in the other person's shoes, that's a great place to start to build some trust. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you know, I think that the last thing I have about it, uh, just simply go out and ask people, you know, what's one thing that I do? What's one behavior that I do that mm-hmm. builds trust with me? Mm-hmm. And what's one thing that I do that breaks trust? You know, so just use that language and go ask. Will it sting a little the first time or two? Sure. Try not to be defensive and explain it. Just listen. Easier said than done. I get it. That same question, ask a different way. Yeah. What should I be doing differently? Yeah. It's completely non-threatening. That's like... What are my trust-breaking behaviors with okay. you? So I'm not going to answer that. But just what should I be doing differently? You know, you could be doing more. Okay, you could. You know, that's good. Sure. Awesome. Good way to show Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Lee, thanks for being here today. I yes, really sir. appreciate it. Lee will be hosting the show next week. So what do you what do you got on tap? I am going to actually have Diane Wynn from Voltage Leadership. Nice. Who's a millennial. Yeah. And as you know, I'm a boomer, and we're having this kind of boomer millennial discussion, and I'm going to title it Millennial Mythology. Nice. Because there's some things the boomers, oh, millennials this, and as the millennials are looking at the boomers like, okay, you're over the hill, you're, you're so over the hill, you don't know where the hill is anymore. Right. So we're going to cut to the chase on some that's going to be a really good show. Well, that's great. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to, to listening to that. Yes, sir. Uh, so during the week, if you want to reach out to us, uh, here's how you get to us. Uh, go out to our website. It's voltageleadership.com. You can reach me at jeff at voltageleadership.com lee at voltageleadership.com you can connect with us on linkedin you find it at lee hubert or jeff smith under voltage leadership consulting you can also reach us during the week at our phone number 
798-1963. You can follow us on Twitter. If you want me, it's Jamie Jeff. You'll get lots of Jamie football no! right now. Or if you want the company, you can always get the uh, Voltage Leadership Consulting on Twitter. Uh, what I'd want you to know is uh, in the upcoming weeks, we've got some really great folks coming on the show. Um, we've got uh, Susan Ward will be on the show. She's from uh, um, Thailand, has uh, lots of information about global uh, mm-hmm. leadership. We also have April Armstrong. We're going to talk about day one executives in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. So really think uh, we've got a lot of great stuff lined up. So thanks for being with us each and every week. Lee, thanks for being here this Excellent. week. Excellent. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. In the meantime, uh, go out and make it a great week. Uh, we know how much you uh, all try to grow and help yourselves be better leaders. Thanks for being with us and look forward to talking to you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Voltcast, illuminating leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.